Rooted in Revenue with your host today, me, Susan Finch, my guest, Christina Smallhorn, and our topic is online reviews. Should you be scared? <laughs> Not if you're doing it right. Stay tuned. Christina Smallhorn, who is known as your real estate whisperer, she is a video powerhouse in Louisiana, teaching people how to do it right, teaching people about real estate, and even coaching other agents how to do video the way she does. Christina, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm glad that you're here. And I mean, we've been having such a nice chat prior to the show. Mm -hmm. You are, a, you know, you're engaging your YouTube channel. I saw that in our chat in our group that we're in. Mm -hmm. And I watched a couple of videos of the, oh, I have to have her on the show. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm glad you like them. <laughs> well, you know about converting marketing efforts into revenue. And we were talking about the way, the planned ways and the unexpected ways you've done that with video. And when I was hinting at the fact that she coaches other agents, that's part of it. It's, she has such a skill for it. You do. You have a true skill for this. Thank you. But we, you were willing to pull your own covers on this. And Christina, in real estate, you know, reviews are critical. Right. But I notice so many industries don't have them or don't respond to them timely, good or bad. I don't even think they know they're there. And I know you have a lot of effort in your marketing and reviews though, you know, you don't control those. Your videos you control. Right. And so it's a little scarier when you start asking for reviews because we can't control that. Right. I think that even with a, the good, bad, and uh, ugly of a, a review, if you get a review and you, you answer it in a, uh, first of all, timely manner, and secondly yeah. of all, in a respectful manner, and thirdly of all, like with constructive and thought process behind it, before you start being the keyboard warrior, you know, <laughs> you know, stop, think about what they're saying, figure out if it has validity. Yeah. And then construct a good positive that, cause you got to remember it isn't just them reading it. It's the person that's on the internet. That's that doesn't know you from Adam. That's reading your response as well. So your response is almost as powerful as the actual review itself. Um, I work, I worked with a, a company uh, prior to the one I work for now, and they had gotten a pretty nasty review on Facebook. And I didn't even know about it. And the broker had waited a long time to respond to her. Well, she's like, I just had to think about what I had to say. I had to think about what I was going to say. And she starts firing off this message. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. You're going to have to dial that back. And then so we sat together. I'm like, what do you want to say? And so she says this. And I'm like, okay, let, let's take the emotion out of that. <laughs> and let's put that in a way that sounds a lot more professional. So anyways, we got all the way done with it. And she's like, I said, you, did you get your point across? She's like, yes. And I said, and look, it doesn't read like you're being nasty. It, you know, you, and you're going to look into it and you, you make the her sound important, even though she's, she does not have a valid point, but you're still going to look into the issue. And she was like, okay. So from there on out, I actually became their review scanner on Facebook because right. I was on the platform more than anybody else. So she was like, all right, whenever we get another one like this, this is, this is your job. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Well, reputation management's a huge industry for a reason, but I think that you've brought up a good point because you are an agent, mm -hmm. you know, the pitfalls and you know how, why it goes awry and how, and also what'll solve it and what'll make it worse. Right. And a lot of reputation management companies, they know overall what works and, you know, certain tactics, but I've had to do the same thing for other real estate clients. It's like, oh my gosh, no, 
take a breath Mm -hmm. and tell me the full story. Right. And an interesting thing with a few of my clients is some of the people that post the negative reviews are two things that happen. One is it has nothing to do with my client. It has to do with their, the buyer's agent. And the agent didn't do something or didn't communicate or didn't follow through, but through the client, my client under the bus as a selling agent. Mm-hmm. And so the, the little person that's typing a review, you know, the review is like, oh my gosh, you aren't communicating. You aren't doing this. You aren't doing that. It's like, I, I got the emails. I talk to them every day. Right. <laughs> They're not telling you. And you can't control that. You can diffuse it. You can try and spin it. You can try and get somebody else to step in and advocate with you because one bad review the biggest point you brought up is the timeliness mm-hmm. and just waiting an hour gives them the time to copy and paste that into 10 venues. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, instead of combating the one on Facebook that you're being ponderous about, you have to go chase the other 10 by the same person. It's, it's the fear of responding to something like that. And I, I've actually seen it where people have responded in a way that they're almost like proving they're right. I think that's just as damaging. Like I'm going to prove this person is wrong with, with their, so they start posting screenshots and, yes. and they, and, and that just, in that just adds fuel to the fire. It embarrasses them. So they are going to retaliate. And, yeah. And, and not only that, it embarrasses themselves yes. who, who are responding to, because it makes you look petty that you're going to, you're so, you're so interested in being right instead of actually figuring out the problem and trying to work it out. That's being right is more important to you. Uh, I, think, I just, I think that's the, like a, the wrong way to go about it. I just, I think it's really, a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I, we, we're in a, a I'm right world, I think yes. a, a lot of times. And uh, I think that if people just take a step back and take a deep breath and really think about what you're going to say. And I honestly, t- this is how I tell, uh, like when I left the company, I'm like, this is what you need to do first is you actually fire off all your emotional, your emotions to response. I fire off that emotional response because it's going to make you feel better. Now go back and read it again and then start taking the emotion out you know, put then over time, you're like, it looks like this and it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller that in that paragraph. And then all of a sudden it sounds like a well thought out constructive response. And it doesn't sound like you're still going to have your human element in there because if you don't have that, then it just sounds like an automatic machine, you know, like some bot, but you don't want to sound like that. But I think that uh, if you give it time and let it, you know, simmer in your brain before you start being a keyboard warrior, you know, I think you're much better off and don't worry about not being right. You know, and I don't think it's okay right. to admit that you failed at something too. Yeah. I think it is too. And taking that ownership and thank you for bringing that to our attention. Mm-hmm. We're, we're turning that around now. Right. You know, or, or that, you know, that's come up because that's the second time. So that tells us we need to change that. Thank you very much. Right. Right. Just saying, I, you know, I'm, I'm deeply sorry this has happened to you. Like I, I've noticed this in, in the company before. This is something we have been working on as a company to change. What is it that we can do in the future to make it better? You know, right. you know, it, whatever that might be. And the other piece of it too is, I hear them. Yes, uh, the sorry. other piece of it too is the compassion end of it. You know, when agents do a lot of transactions, when companies do a lot of transactions, retail sales or whatever, they're just getting through them. Restaurants, turning those tables. And what we always have to remember too is what brought that person there? It is their first home ever. 
So it's right. new and it's their one time they're doing this. It's their first date in four months that they're going to this really nice restaurant and they had to get a sitter and they had to juggle and they had to save up. It's their first time going to, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But I think if we also step back and try and put ourselves in those positions, I think it, we become more appreciative and compassionate. I, th I do that a lot in the negotiations and so not just reviews, but I do that in negotiations too. When I'm even speaking to real estate agents, I'm like, I understand where your buyer's coming from, but you have to look at it the, from the perspective of the seller, you know? So when you're answering reviews, you have to look at it from the, like, imagine yourself actually being that person, feeling these things. Right. What how, compelled them? What compelled them sit in their shoes for a, a minute and just, you know, try to feel what they're feeling and then come up with your response. That, that is a, you, that's very powerful to actually try to live in their moment that, that they wrote that. Think about what they were thinking when they actually typed those words. Now I've had my fair share of crazies. I don't really know how to handle that though. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to reason with that. Okay. So give me the one that stands out the most. I had, um, I had a lady who was insistent that she wanted this particular house and it was, it was already under contract. I, I couldn't get her the house. And she was insistent that we were refusing to show the house to her, refusing to show her the house. And it wasn't that we were refusing, it was already under contract. So I, I, was, I was trying to explain to her, it has a contract on it. Well, is, is it closed? No, then I can go see it. I'm like, the sellers don't want any more showings, the house, like it, it couldn't get through to her. And so she was very, um, I, don't, I, I just didn't know how to handle that. That was one of those ones that I just, I, there's only so much you can say is like, I, I don't know what else I can do for you. There's other houses, you know, like I have a link. Right. I can show you some other homes that are similar to this. You know, like there's a thousand things that you like the whole Rolodex of answers and they weren't going to vote because she wanted that house. That's the one she had been dreaming about. That's the one she's been saving for. She's been waiting for this one to get on the market. It had been on the market for 30 days. Where were you 30 days ago? <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and it, I mean, even offering saying, if it falls out, I can show it to you, but that exactly. won't. That won't solve it. That is as far as you can take that. But the thread was like this long, like she would not <laughs> let it go. And like, you know, and then it was like a month or two goes by and then she started in all over again because the house had closed. And so that just opened that wound right back up. I mean, someone ripped off the mandate right there and started it all over again. It's like, I have, a, I, that, that is one thing I have a hard time controlling is crazy. I don't know how that. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> I, I actually had to let a client go as nicely as I could as a service industry client, not real estate, because they would not stay out of their reviews and responding in the heat of the moment. See, and so we had a lot of F-bombs. In, in, in a written? Yes! In a, in a, Lots of them. It's like, you can't do that. I can't undo what you're doing. Right. And I have my fair share of potty mouth. I, I'll admit it, but I would never do that in a written word. Never. Oh my goodness. I almost think it's worse to actually oh, write it, it is. than it is to say it. <laughs> I, I can't do anything to save this anymore. Right. Because, well, there's a moment of like pause when you're typing something out. So you know exactly what you're saying, but when you're when you're in the heat of mode of it speaking, like things just fall out of your mouth before you have a time to catch them. But if you're typing it out, you actually physically have to write each letter out. So yeah, don't cuss in a review. Yeah, do not cuss in a review.
Oh, have an advocate, have somebody that can step in guys and slow you down. And this is for all companies. You run it by somebody else on your team in your department, take a breath, ask for another perspective. And if the worst case, you might learn something about yourself that needs to be improved or about a procedure that your company does that could be improved. Because if you're getting the same complaints all the time in other venues, I don't, I don't care where it is, but wherever you're being reviewed, that means you need to look at that and you need to do it better. I want to say something else. I think that because this cussing thing kind of like blew me, threw me <laughs> from the, I believe that once you add any kind of cuss word whatsoever, it ruins the validity of what you're saying. Oh, definitely. Uh, like that is just so unnecessary. Those the there's no need for cursing no. in a response to reviews. Absolutely, and there's I can't even think of one situation where that would be tolerated in, in or, or even on either side right. <laughs> on, on on either side yeah you're correct we're going to take a quick break though and we will be back in a minute to continue this conversation i'm susan finch on rooted in revenue on the funnel radio network with my guest christina smallhorn your real estate whisperer and we will be back to talk about reviews and give you some action items of how you can take control of your own reviews get more reviews and do it better For those of you who are overwhelmed with your marketing and content to-do list, there is help on the way. You can let Susan Finch, our host, lighten your load. Creating strategic, thoughtful solutions to time shortage problems in marketing, connecting, building, sharing all the tasks that you dread. She can take your one piece of content and help you use it nine different ways while you keep doing what you do best, which is probably selling or designing or putting your business together. If you have the time, she can help you create your content engagement plan, too, and you pick and choose what you want to do. It's a menu of options. Some of her favorite tasks for clients include things like video training libraries for the most common tasks you have, those tasks that you're tired of training people to do over and over again. How about branding and logo packages? Everybody's interested in that. Or the one I'm always intrigued by, site thin out and update. When's the last time you took a weed whacker to your site or updated it with new information? She can also do social media posting. She can plan and produce your podcast. Her mantra is very simple. Create, inspire, inspire, advocate, ignite, and then repeat. If that's a formula you'd like to put into effect in your business, there's only one place to go to, SusanFinch.com. Check it out, Susan Finch. Thanks so much, Paul. And welcome back, Christina. Listeners, welcome. We are... We're avoiding rants, but we're kind of like teetering on them, on things that bug us about reviews and things that businesses don't do, should do, and how we can do it better. So Christina Smallhorn is my guest today. She is your real estate whisperer. She's headquartered in Louisiana. And we have been visiting about all the ways that we can, I don't know, do reviews better, right? Mostly answering reviews so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. How to yeah. respond better once you get them. So right. let's back it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's teach them where do they go to even see where they have reviews. Folks, if you don't, if you aren't getting alerts of your reviews, you better get on it because you're probably getting them and don't know it. I think I'm guilty of this. I yes. think you're going to help me, Susan. That. 
I'm guilty at this. So please <laughs> inspire me. I'm really good about answering the ones that I, that I'm aware of, but you, you had mentioned ones that you aren't aware of. Right. Uh, I, I would like to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to learn too. As I'm okay. I was, I'm your guest. I'm here to learn some things. I'm pretty excited about that. Well, the first thing I want to remind all of you is when you've had a great transaction, a customer experience, a client experience, a strategic partner experience, while that glow is on, ask them for a review. Ask them if they would mind, whether it's on LinkedIn, some trade site like lawyers.com or realtor.com or Zillow, wherever it is that your niche is, you need to ask for those reviews and know how to easily give them a link to it. So at the end of this episode, in the video version on rootedinrevenue.com, you'll see a little snippet to teach you how to go get the link for your Google business review. So you can easily get that, shorten the link and ask people, can you go give me a review on Google please? Because we know that that plays into search really well. And so you wanna get those five star ratings whenever you can and be aware of them when you don't. And if you don't have control of your business profile on Google or Facebook, you need to do it and figure out how to do it. If you need help, I can help you. I'm sure Christina could help you too if you're a real estate agent. So when you get review, you know, what do you do when you get reviews from clients? We can get into all that, but let's first go find them. One of the tools that I've been using, and you don't have to spend any money to do this, yext.com. <laughs> and yext will let you put in your business, look for it with your business name and phone number, and it does two things. It gives you a huge list of all these directory sites, and it has a link to your profile on each of those sites. It also shows you how you're listed, and you'll find out if your name, address, phone number do not match. This plays into search results, and you want them to be totally pristine, precisely matching, parentheses and all, all the way across the board. So that's your first thing. So then you can see what you look like there, and to go take control of some of those profiles. Now, I know the top three actually for reviews are still Yelp, Facebook, then Google because people rely on Yelp, even though they're biased, even though it's ranters and lovers, there's not a lot of middle of the road and not a lot of lovers take the time to post, more ranters do. You have to consider that, but you have to see what's already out there being said about you. You need to steer the conversation. And the only way to do that is to invite your advocates, your happy clients, your strategic partners, your vendors that have had to deal with you, invite them to review you in whatever honest capacity they do business with you. Yes, I love dealing with them. They clearly communicate and they pay me on time. That's a vendor. Yes, I love working with them. I've given them referral business and they always make me look good. That's a colleague. They're all different ways to review people honestly without having to directly do the same service. I don't have to buy a house from Christina to be able to review her integrity. So think of that and think of ways you could do the same for others that you do business with because reviews can make or break your business. It can kill your livelihood rather quickly. So that's the first thing is go look for those and make sure that you have a clean act on those three venues. Remember, so you go to yex.com first, run it through. You don't have to buy their service. Then check what you look like on Yelp. You may not have claimed your page yet, but I'll tell you a secret about Yelp. You want to know a secret, Christina? Yeah, I'm like, I'm writing all this stuff down. <laughs> I love Yelp. Sometimes. But I, my clients can't always afford all the ad campaigns. 
but they have a teeny tiny ad campaign that if you pay this teeny tiny amount every year, all it does is keep your competitors off your page. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. If I can get good reviews and keep my competitors off my page from their ads being above my stuff, I'm happy. So you can look into that. And then on Facebook, just make sure that you are responding timely to all of those. Always respond positive and negative. Thank you. I enjoyed working with you too. Something, so immediately they know, they took the time to write, especially if it's something good. Good gravy, folks. Go thank them. When you've enjoyed working with somebody. I, I not, know. not just this. This doesn't work. Just the no, no, go no, write you, something. They took time to write it right back. You're lucky that you're getting off the hook with a handwritten thank you note because I still believe in those too. But publicly, make them look good to their companies. Give them a review on LinkedIn. Write something. Oh, I had such a pleasure working with so and so at you know dot mon, dot monster dot com or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. They're so knowledgeable. Blah, and their boss is looking and go, huh. Okay, time for promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about it in that term. What would make you feel good? It, this is not complicated, folks. And if you do find there are a lot of ugliness out there, look at the timeline. Was it two years ago? Was it a year ago? Was it this week? It's time to address even the old ones that were never responded to. I am just now taking this over and just was made aware of your review. I am so sorry nobody got back to you. I would love to visit with you. And you say all this publicly and then you take it offline if it's negative and you try and get a hold of them and listen. Don't defend. Just listen. Shut up and listen. That makes sense, Christina? I'm listening. I, <laughs> I promise. I was listening to every word. I wrote, I have notes. <laughs> I was listening. I have a question. So you, yeah. uh, that yex.com. So this would be only be really good for, um, agents when they're switching brokerages because your addresses get all mixed up. I have, I have even found that out with me I, and it's been a couple of years with my previous brokerage that, um, cause I worked for them for like over 10 years when I switched over it was, that was a feat in itself. That was a, a whole day of trying to switch those out. And even to this day, some things still pop up with that old address. Okay. So um, I want you to think about that then. Even yeah. if you only pay for a year, your time, you said a day, and that is no exaggeration mm-hmm. with it's 80 sites and some of them feed into each other. Right. But you're having to go set up the accounts, make the request, find where to make the request and all that. That's yeah. It. I do that service for people. Sure. It's a pain. And so I have four clients and they have an account with Yext and it's $4.99 a year, $499 a year. Think about that in hours, break it down. You make your change in Yext and it sends it to everybody and it's done. Mm-hmm. And then they have a panel that they can make a post and it tickles all those same directories mm-hmm. and it has helped their rankings and it's helped the reviews and it's helped everything because it's so consistent. And I had a couple of them, they said, you know, we haven't had any changes since then. I'm going to not do it this year. That's fine. And so they took off a year or so, but when they have changes, they came back and signed up for another year and did it. And for them, it was totally worth that because of the time saved and the ease that they can go in and do posts to post to all those venues. It won't post to Google. You still have to do that by hand, but it sure saves time on Facebook. It saves time in a lot of things. Well, if you put it in perspective, do you remember like when we used to do uh, telephone book ads? If you wanted a decent ad in a telephone book, you, I mean, you paid about that much 
to have that ad in a telephone book. This is right. like the internet is the telephone book, uh, right? You know, so if you're going to pay the four ninety nine, that makes sense to me. That's actually well, and, and I know some people. And I hate Yex. You know, they're such extortionists. I said, no, they're not. So they have these relationships with all these venues, and they're good relationships, especially Yelp. And why wouldn't you want somebody that already knows how to handshake with all these people easily and get your information out there and coach you through it? Give me a break. I have a question about Yelp for you. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm 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 actually interviewing you. Um, the the Yelp for I I don't know maybe it's a regional thing, but here in in my area you don't see a lot of real estate agents on Yelp. You know, and if they are on there, they're like, it's like it's not as like it's just not a a an, a thing that people use here like they would for a restaurant. You can find tons right. of of stuff for restaurants, but real estate agents, nah. I mean, they're- like. There are a couple reasons. Okay. One is it is not your niche. You are Zillow. You are realtor.com. Right. You are some of those other Facebook, things. Yep. And you, but your industry ones, you have to be where people are going to look at listings overall, Redfin and all those. Have your accounts there. Make sure that you have reviews there too, because mm-hmm. people search there as well. Right. That's going to come up higher. The other pieces, agents aren't on Yelp because for one thing, they won't pay to take care of their profile. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid once they do, because that is a really strong review thing. And there have been some rumors sometimes that depending on, you know, your presence in your account with them, and I don't know how true this is or not, you rank your negative reviews seem to surface higher than your positive ones. Gotcha. And that could be a thing from the past. Maybe they've remedied those algorithms because it could have just been an error in the algorithms, but that's what happened. But that makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. I can understand that. But yeah. Um, so you know, you want to make sure that that is nice and you know that that's clean. And so doing something with Yext, where they have all those nice connections with Yelp and all of them, why not? And if you did that plus that teeny tiny, you know, advertising account on Yelp, just a little mm-hmm. one, just mm-hmm. enough to say thank you for giving us this venue. It, it's kind of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for putting all this together. I'm happy to pay that for the year. It's minor. It, that's less than, than a listing in a church bulletin. I mean, come on. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Like I actually, I pay for a little bit of space on Zillow. I used to purchase uh, real estate leads, but now I pay for that space just so my listings will become an exclusive listing for a week, you know? So that way it helps just to kind of get your listing up there. So if you're paying for those little services for reviews, it makes sense that you would, you wouldn't have all the ads and advertising towards other real estate agents. Right. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Paid leads. That's a whole different topic we can have yeah. because you don't want to be buying back your own leads, which is really annoying. And that's exactly that's what, what happens. happens. Yeah. So I actually like, I'll just touch on it really quick. I actually uh, pay the act. I think I pay literally $30 to have my, to be on, on Zillow. That's the least they could like put me down to a tiny thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that way when people do call about my listing, it comes to me. I think $30 a month is worth it. <laughs> I, I think in certain, if that's where you want to come up and that's where you do come up and you can check your searches. I mean, that's where analytics and all that comes into play, which is a whole nother topic too. Right. So let's talk about niche sites. So really quick folks, if you're an attorney, Avo, lawyers.com, if you're a medical professional, um, health grades, real self, ZocDoc, uh, restaurants, Zomato, TripAdvisor, um, service providers, Angie's List, Home Advisor, Nextdoor, if it's popular in your area. You want to make sure that you are clean and have, you know, I know that's a whole nother topic too. Um, you want to make sure that, what do we call the coyote sighting site? 
Uh-huh. Somebody's in a hoodie. Oh, there's a coyote. Oh, yeah. have you seen my dog? So I have a whole video on that. that next <laughs> I'm sure you do. I do. I really, I, yes, I did see that one. That's it's right. a tri- It's like one of my top. Yes, I remember that. Videos. They sit on next door. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, you know, you can get into a rabbit hole with this. We recommend that you do no more than five review sites total. Focus on those. Do those well. Get good reviews. Ask your people to review you. Pick your top five. Where are people finding you? I don't know. Check your analytics. It'll tell you where they're coming to you from. Ask them when they call you. How'd you find us? Don't forget that question. Because how do you know what's working if you aren't asking them, dummy? I wanted to share something really quick. Yeah, we got one minute. Go ahead. Oh, I'm fresh in my brain. If you're looking for an effective review that comes from you and comes from the client, a video review that you can post on all sorts of social media sites is extremely powerful. Um, one of, I have, I have a video review from a client that really spoke from her heart and it was one shot of her just telling everybody her experience. And she actually was pleading with them, pleading with them. You have to at least call her and speak to her because she would work with me so well, you know, and like that, like, it almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm like sitting there listening to her talk to the camera and tell all the people how she felt about her experience. That is a heck of a lot more uh, effective to me than a handwritten one. So if you can get somebody to go on video, do a video review and put it yeah. in. That does take an effort though. So it does. Do, it does. do what you can get. And again, you know, we, we can take our own videos and post them, but we're not going to post things where people say she sucks. Here, it's on my website. Look, she sucks. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that. So it's filtered. So we have to really make sure as many of the authentic ones that people can know she didn't have anything to do with it. There it is get those as much as you can. So Christina, where can everybody find you? We're at the end of our show. (laughs) All right. Well, you can find me on um, anywhere, any social media site as your real estate whisperer. And I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. I'm a a YouTube addict. So, and you can always reach me at info at your real estate whisperer.com. If you want to get a, send me an email really quick. All right. Subscribe to her channel on YouTube. Subscribe to any newsletters that she does. You will learn something. Even if you're not in real estate, you will learn. If you want to find me, I'm Susan Finch. I've been your host, Rooted in Revenue on the Funnel Radio Network. And you can find us at rootedinrevenue.com. My main website is susanfinch.com. We will see you soon and talk to you sooner. And here's that bonus video we talked about teaching you how to get the link to get Google reviews from your business profile. Watch. So when talking about reviews and receiving reviews, I have to tell you, this is some of the happiest mail I get. Look at this. Congrats, you got a five-star review. It is so cool. And I can go and you're prompted to read the review. And I can go right here and look at it. And this is what Frank has said to me. Isn't that cool? And I've already posted that reply too, because I think Tim yesterday, you want to thank people as soon as they send you those reviews. This is super happy things. And if they're not happy, you're going to want to respond as well. So here's where I can see all my reviews. See, it's in my Google My Business. I know it's my business. Here's my home, my posts, my insights. But this is where they are. So I have two reviews recently, and that's pretty cool. Isn't that a great way to start the day? So you can do the same thing. Let me show you quickly how to get a Google review link. You're gonna go out to Google and you might even, well, you can search in your regular window. Look for your business, Susan Finch Solutions. And in the right should be your business. And you look right here where it says, write a review. Click on that. 
you get a pop-up window right here. This URL is the link that you want. Copy that. You're going to want to shorten it because it's obscenely long. And I usually use bit.ly or you can use right here. I can use this right here. Start building my link below using UTM for the win. And that is from Confluent Forms. So I can just say this, I don't know, whatever I want to call it, um, medium, social, um, Susan Finch Solutions, because that goes into my analytics. So I can see how often that is shared out, how it's clicked on, and what the traffic is on it. And it gives me a nice little goo link that I can track. I can copy that and use it. I can also go to Bitly. I have a custom Bitly account and a URL specifically to shorten things for me. So I can create something here, paste the long link there. There's that big old long link. Now I can call this something else. I can call it something crazy and customized. And I can call it Susan Finch Solutions, Google Reviews, save. So now anytime I want to link and ask somebody to give me a review, I use my custom URL that I have for Bitly. I bought sfs.tips because it's nice and short and it doesn't say Bitly. It looks like me. And then I have my custom link. Now this custom link actually is affected by everything on Bitly. So if I just said Google reviews, it would be taken. But putting SFS in front of it ensures that it's probably unique and it's all mine. So there we go. So that's how you would go and get Google reviews and ask for them so you can have happy mail like me.